This is Everyday Photography Every Day, where you get to listen in on a chat between a photographer, that's me, and a regular human. That's me. With an eye on making your pictures amazing. No technical stuff, no talk of gear or software, just photography for the love of it. We're sponsored by Neomodern.com, bringing concierge photo printing and framing to everyone with a smartphone. I'm Suzanne Fritz Hansen, enthusiastic iPhone picture taker. And I'm Michael Rubin, photographer, founder of Neomodern, and grumpy old man, and we're in San Francisco tonight. Welcome. What do we want to talk about? Um, well, I'll, I'll figure it out. Hey, Suzanne. Hey, Rubin. <laughs> good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good. I guess I need to be sort of upright here. Um, upright as opposed to horizontal. Yeah. The yeah recordings can you, can you are, stop laying down, please? It, the recordings are way better if I <laughs> am sitting upright, I think. Um, so I, I was looking at a friend's pictures, and she was saying, you know, what do you think? Mm-hmm. And I remember looking at him thinking, oh, it's really not very good. And I felt Ooh. terrible. I, what do you say? Do you like, oh, it's great. And How old do you it, know this person? Well enough that, it, like, I could be candid. But here's the thing. I... Uh, I was wondering, like, what kind of feedback do you give someone where they give you a picture? It's like a picture of a tree, and it looks ridiculous and what not, ridicu- it, not ridiculous, does... not ridiculous, not yeah. ridiculous. But I think the thing that everybody, almost everybody doesn't understand about photography and vision and all that stuff. I mean, well, let me back up. She said, why, and this was her question, why are pictures, when I look at something, it looks amazing, and I take a picture, and the picture sucks. Hmm. What happened? Like, where's the delta? Like, yeah. How does that happen? It's a, a tree. It's beautiful and light. I feel wonderful. I look at it. I t- pull my camera. I take a picture, and it looks boring and flat. Yeah. Legitimate problem. It is a legitimate problem, and it is, it's kind of that practice of getting getting better at how you're seeing things, how do you want to capture it. Whenever I see something that I don't necessarily love mm-hmm. um, and praise is not the – I don't want to say something untrue. I start by asking questions. And I like to understand, oh, okay, why did you take this picture? Or mm-hmm. what is – you know, what was your vision here? What what did you see? And I try to ask three questions before I say anything. Okay. Um, because then I at least have an understanding of the context. Like uh, effectively, they took this picture for a reason. And if it's not immediately conveyed and – in, I was going to say subpar, but I haven't seen this photo that you're talking about. But mm-hmm. if it's it's being conveyed ineffectively, mm-hmm. then it's always nice to understand what they're thinking. I, I think the problem is a technical misunderstanding of photography, okay. w- which would be that instead of like the conceptual, like yeah. they're not capturing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. It. It's hard to do. And the problem I think is that a Uh, A camera takes a picture of a scene Mm -hmm. and everything in the scene comes in at 100%. Like, I'm looking at this, there's a tree and the the forest and the whatever, and I snap it. I can't see the forest for the trees. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, you just set it up so perfectly. I'm a sucker for that. It all comes in at 100%. Yeah. Because a photograph captures everything in the visual field Mm -hmm. and it comes right in. But that isn't what your eye does. Mm-hmm. Your eye, is, and we've talked about this frequently, um, is scanning the scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you're not seeing certain things. You're seeing other things. Your brain is doing all kinds of stuff. Yep. And a photograph is actually not representing that. Mm-hmm. And that's what post-production does. Mm-hmm. When I look at the scene and I think, oh, that's a beautiful tree. The light on it's great. And I take a picture. What needs to happen then is I need to bring that photograph 
to the place that my eye had it,、mm -hmm. that my brain had it, which means I don't want to see the the conflicting details in the background. I don't want I want the light to be accentuated because in my brain it was accentuated. I want the colors more saturated, perhaps. So, do you feel that that like any photo could be fixed or adjusted in post production? Ooh, what a straight line! <laughs> yeah, well, I you're mean, you're walking you're walking an interesting line for you, especially is why because I don't like fixing stuff. Well, I'm coming to this understanding that the photograph, photographic reality, is a misnomer because it、yeah. isn't by definition what the what the camera captures is already different from the way your eye sees something. You're you're inherently cropping something out of the shot. Well, it's more than just the crop. It's more than just You see a huge space,、right. and I'm only taking this little this little postage stamp size piece of reality.、Mm -hmm. It, or even that it's、um, I'm looking at something over time、mm -hmm. and processing and kind of filtering out what I'm doing, and, and a camera literally is taking a fraction of a second,、yep. which doesn't even exist in in real life.、Mm -hmm. But there's something that the brain does about ignoring certain things and accentuating others, and that you can fix in post production,、mm -hmm. and Make it more the way you experienced it. Yeah, it's not faking it. It's it's actually bring. But you have to begin with the understanding that it's all,、yeah. it's all a fiction to some degree. And like writing or other arts, you need to make it into the thing that you experienced. I totally agree with this logic. I think that makes absolute sense. And、but、I think that because the camera isn't capturing the the, the subtleties that your the combination of your eye, the sophistication of your eye, and then the A mission that is necessary for your brain to fully function.、Mm -hmm. um, the the combination of those two things. The photograph is just more. It's it's going to read flatter. So I think having something that has maybe a little adding a little bit of the atmospheric that is making those trees fade into the background a little bit more, yeah, or yeah. having you know being able to increase the light.、Um, I think that that's beautiful. I also think it's really interesting to think. Of why I guess why I would want to ask those questions of like okay what did you see so you, we you know like if you're working with someone on a photo on you know how to get this photo of the trees better it's you understand what they were seeing what they were looking for and then you can show them the magic of technology of like look what we can do we can actually get that photo to where what is this closer to what you saw right and that that certainly is what the the print master is doing at Neo Modern or any kind yeah, of yeah oh yeah totally true assistant totally is doing、true. but I, and you know and we've talked about this also that Ansel Adams would say great photos are made not taken totally but I don't think consumers understand they they think that a better camera or higher resolution、um, will make that picture better. And for, and then it's that much more frustrating where they took that picture of the sunset or the tree、mm -hmm. that was such a cool tree, and the picture is really boring to everybody else. Like to、mm -hmm. them, it might actually just trigger the memory of it, so it's a little bit better.、Mm -hmm. But you could actually make in in post production make it look like that, and that's what the print master is doing. Saying, "What do you like about it?" Well, the tree was really cool, and they'll say, "Well, let's dodge out a little of this other stuff here, and and let's bring this up a, a, the contrast a little because your eye sees those edges better." And now it's starting to look like the way I remember it. Yeah, you also said something earlier about how photograph just photographs really flat. I do feel like a better camera, whether that better camera is on your phone or it is a better camera, it does allow a more sophisticated focus,、mm -hmm. so that you're able to whether that's in the foreground or the background, you're you don't have to take in everything. You still get the the presence of these different elements, but you're able to see the focus. And whether that is done in the camera or it's done in Post,、mm -hmm. um, I think that also helps helps a lot when you're looking at a at an image and trying to follow the photographer's the narrative and、whatever. intent.、Uh -huh. Yeah, that's interesting.
I don't know. It, it was so, uh, when she brought it up. Yeah, I, mean, I want to get back to this story well, on what you said. <laughs> well, I was completely uh, non-political. <laughs> it's like I didn't say anything nice. I'm not able to disguise that feeling. I don't think it's constructive sometimes when they're like, what do you think of my picture? And just be like, it's wonderful. I love this. Oh, no, I, I agree. I don't think, you know, blowing smoke is ever productive. Uh-huh. But it's, and it, but it's, my kids would tease me about this if they write a paper and they're like, well, what do you think of the paper? I can't be like a parent to be like, oh, Jonah, that's an amazing paper. Usually I say something like, that's a good start. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I think well, you've done a, a lot of really good work here. I'm, I like many parts of what you've got. That's, that's the way I would respond to. Uh, that is the way you should respond. I mean, otherwise, like, otherwise they have a false sense of accomplishment, a false sense of. I mean, I do this with my team. I do this with myself. I do this. I mean, it's okay, like okay. So if your friend start. shows you a picture and they say, "What do you think?" Are you able to say like, "Well, there are things I like about it. I, I think I see what you're trying to do here." I guess I wouldn't make the assumption that if I don't understand it immediately, I would I would ask more questions to say. Uh, where is this? Why did you take this photo? What's the story behind it? And then I can understand, and then I can give feedback mm-hmm. on with better context on what I think about it. Be like, okay, but you shouldn't have. But you shouldn't have to explain your pictures. Like, if someone says, "Let me decide if I like it. Tell me more about what's good, what you like about it, or why you did it." And I, I think disagree. that's sort of missing. The... I think a masterpiece or a professional shouldn't have to explain their photos. Mm-hmm. But I think anyone else that's just out there trying, you know. Given it there, given it the college Team try. try. <laughs> yeah, I think that that is absolutely part of it. You're not going to nail it. You're not going to master it. So taking photos and asking people what they think helps you get better, helps you understand what you were missing. And if you can talk through the story, then mm-hmm. a, someone else is able to say, oh, that didn't come across. What's interesting is I actually looked at this first or mm-hmm. I saw this mm-hmm. first and what you're talking about, I didn't see. So I think the feedback doesn't have to be, I'm looking at it and be like, yeah, that sucks. It's just. Well, I didn't say that sucks. That's good. <laughs> but I was. But I think. Hard. But I think my pause, like when when she said, "What do you think?" and I just sort of sat there for a moment, taking it in. It might. It might have been read as, "Uh oh, I think. I think it sucks." What? Where I really wanted to go to is, this is a good start. Yeah. Let's put this into Lightroom or Photoshop or something, and let's see if we can. Let me. Let me show you. The ways it can be improved, you need to tell me what it was you took it for. Was exactly, it because of the yeah. curve of the tree, or was it the light on the yeah. tree, or the bright, the cool colors? And let's let's try to make it look more like that, and then you'll see what would make this a better picture. It's a good start. It's a good foundation. It's a good negative. If you were a photographer, mm-hmm. you'd say that that you know it's a great negative, and now we're going to work on it. Yeah, I mean, this is how this started. Was how can I get my photography better? And granted, right. I've been slacking on the on kind of these photo reviews, but maybe we can get back into it. I think it is scary. Like it's 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 intimidating for me to show you my photos a little bit because it's like I'm not a professional, and I'm not. Um, and as like. Uh, all these conversations we've been having and, you know, all the wonderful, talented photographers that we've been able you to interview. You should be pretty good by now. It's, yeah. I sh- should be, <laughs> but I'm not. I mean, like, I'm still you just, are. like, chipping away like everybody else. And I think what's exciting and, and well, exciting, brave, and scary, mm-hmm. all rolled into one, like mm-hmm. a sushi roll. Um, but it's like sharing your work is is a thing of bravery and being able to put it out there and asking anyone what they think of it. And I think if I if I'm going to put myself out there, I have to be ready for an honest answer. Mm-hmm. And so, if it's not clear what I'm trying, what I what I saw, or the story behind it, then I want people to ask me what that was, so I know how I can do a better job capturing it next time. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, it is hard to put yourself out there. I mean, I think a lot of it's like being an entrepreneur, being an artist. 
being a, a, an author. It's like you, you have to be cre- you're making yourself very vulnerable and yeah. putting your work out there. And you need to be prepared for people to be like, I don't, I don't like it. I don't right. get it. But I, I, I think that everyone's photography will be better to, when they can recognize that it's not going to come out of your camera with because of the difference between the eye and the and a photographic image. Yeah. Your expectation should be lower that it's good, that the snap nails it, mm-hmm. and it's more than um, I need to bring the color up. Like mm-hmm. there, it's really about the human visual system and the way mind and memory work that is not well um, or perfectly uh, represented or articulated by a photographic image. Mm-hmm. And once you recognize that those are just different, they seem similar, you know, images. Um, but they're different. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I was talking with my brother the other day, and you know, we were noticing that you know, photographs are, have something to do with memory, mm-hmm. and that memories are not purely visual. Like memories are a a complex amalgam of all your sensoria yeah. sending data into your brain. You've got touch and smell and sight and sound. The olfactory is supposed to be the most powerful trigger for memory. But, that's right. And I think that when something is a memory, mm-hmm. it's actually all of those signals coming in, imagine a, 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 like a molecule of information, yeah. and it's got kind of a visual tag, like a file folder label on it, which is mm-hmm. kind of visual. So here's the visual memory image of the kids, but it's trigger. It's actually bringing up the whole ball of stuff here. Yeah. And one of the things that's strange in a photograph is if you just have the, just cut it off and have the image without the attachment mm-hmm. there, it feels flatter, mm-hmm. and you, what you want to be doing is figuring out how you you recognizing that it is not the image is not ju- the memory intact. Mm-hmm. It's a piece of it, and so when you make a photograph, it's it's just a piece of the memory, and you need to do work to try to connect it to this other stuff. I don't know. Maybe we were no, kind of high. What's, what's really know. interesting is I think that the um, so I'm reading again to reference the book, The Whole Brain Child, mm-hmm. but um, talking about these like synaptic synaptic. Um, connections mm-hmm. and every time you have a new experience, all all your sort of synapses are firing simultaneously and they're making those initial connections. So when you look at uh, a memory or you think about that memory again or you see a photograph that is part of that memory, the more you think about it and talk about it, the synaptic uh, connections actually strengthen. And yes. so that memory becomes stronger and you have a, a, a stronger sensation. So all of those things can connect into that. Or... Uh, in, or in addition to that, um, even if it's not re- – like it, it's reinforcing the connections, but it also makes – it's making new connections. Like mm-hmm. you can remember something t- to a point that you didn't fully experience. Like, uh, You're kids, absolutely right. Kids yeah. looking at pictures will remember something a certain way that yep. is very different from how they actually experienced it themselves, and it gets supplanted. Yep. And that's that's actually what they talk about. It's fa- it's fascinating of that every time you remember something, it actually changes the memory. Right. And I think it's uh, I think using photography not as a memory aid, mm-hmm. but actually as a human construction of building your memory, like mm-hmm. building the way you want to see the world. That everyone has all these experiences, and they and Buddhist Zen Buddhism would say they they have no values of positive and negative. It's just things happen, mm-hmm. and it could be good or it could be bad depending on all kinds of other stuff, right? We can make them a certain way. We can save it as a good memory. We can save it in a, a certain – and I don't mean that we're falsifying it. Just We just rem- 
you remember things in a rosy, I remember my past in a rosy kind of way. Mm -hmm. It's not wrong. I just have selected those kinds of ways to remember it. And photography can do that, can facilitate that, such that I don't think it's it's just a metaphor. You take pictures and save them and go back and look at those pictures, and that becomes your past, mm -hmm. regardless of what really, and I put that in quotes, air quotes, really happened. Uh, so, power, you know, ph photographic memory is important, and I think making our past is important. We create this thing. Making, you mean capturing or sharing, or what do you mean making? Capturing in a way, because remember, we make that picture have a certain feeling. We, we, we build it in a certain way so that um, I look at that and it could be uh, the picture makes it feel happier or sadder mm -hmm. by the way I've represented it. That then get, starts to ossify. You know, it turns to mm -hmm. a, bone. a bone, it turns to bone, right, in our memory system and supplants whatever else was there. Mm -hmm. And I don't remember the painful parts. And, and again, I don't think it's, it's self-deception. I think that's the natural way memory works. We can't remember everything in, uh, in its fullness. Or if it, even if it is a picture that you've made to look sadder, is it something that you start to see it a different way and remember it a different way because it's, well, the more you're seeing it, the that pain is no longer so fresh and so raw. You kind of continue to process, continue to process. I'm kind of just philosophizing right now. Yeah, and no. Maybe I'm making no sense. No, but. it's all right. <laughs> anyway, I just thought that was a yeah. it was an interesting kind of uh, moment for me to think about photography like that uh, because I think for for a lot of people that's you know we say this all the time at Neo Modern the hardest part is deciding what to print. Right. And I think a lot of people have a very high expectation that you know my pictures aren't quote good enough and. And I think realizing that, A, you make those memories, you, like, mm -hmm. you, you construct them, that photography is already a fiction, and it's totally legit to, to turn it into something you want it to be, and, and not having a high hope that the picture you push the button and snap is done and captured your memory perfectly, that there's a lot that needs to go into. Reattach it to the other senses, mm -hmm. to make it reflect how it, was, how it went in. I don't know. I think they're all really constructive ways to look at your picture taking and then and to try go sit with someone who's an expert and try to to see what happens when you take the what was a clear memory of all of us sitting around the table mm -hmm. and turn it into something that will now be the memory of this. It will become the icon of that weekend. Do you think that people are it's it's almost like this um the people are Think, think their walls or their homes need to be too perfect or pristine or flawless to be like their, their walls are too precious. Like, uh -huh. I guess for me, I, I, I feel like that maybe that's part of the case. Or there's this high pressure of like, oh, I don't know if that's good enough to go on the wall. <laughs> well, like, I get one picture on that wall. It's in the middle of my house. I got it's a high bar. Right. But, but why? Why? Why do you think? Why do you think that currently that it that feels that's like the cultural norm? It's almost like. It's not soulless, but if you're only going to say one picture is going to sum up everything, that's how. Yeah, how do you pick that? That's that's almost unachievable when the authenticity of your family and these moments are so much more powerful to have up and to share and to see all the time. Like you know, our grandparents would always have that whole hallway or the right. you know the, the, the wall pictures. going up the yeah. stairs or whatever, and it was like everyone's photos from. You know, from knee highs to uh, weddings and canes. Vacation. I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but it's like it's that that 
aesthetic seems like it's passed a little bit. I hmm. want I want to bring it back. Well, I don't know. Someone came into Neo Modern yesterday, and she was like, "We have a long hallway and a lot of grandkids." Great. And like we just went to town. Yeah. And I think that she'll be, she you know and she was doing beautiful stuff and what looked like normal snapshots that weren't maybe amazing when you saw them juxtaposed with other things. Some were made into black and white and looked yeah. like gorgeous and, and mixing sweet. it in with art and mixing it in with everything else. Right. In fact, that's a good topic, and it's actually a great segue. Um, um, our guest next week uh-huh. is um, uh, Stephanie Hyman, who is the photo editor at the New Republic magazine. Oh, and, cool. and she's an expert at visual storytelling using pictures. So let's hold, hold those thoughts. Sure. Let's talk with her, and um, and we'll wind up this. And, and uh, what do we got? All right. Well, sounds great. Uh, our show is recorded and produced in San Francisco. Go to neomodern.com slash podcast to get show notes, see photos, and post comments. Leave reviews and ratings on iTunes or Spotify, and don't forget to subscribe. <laughs> we get new listeners from you telling your friends and spreading the word. If you know someone who might get something from us, send them a link. Thanks to Mitchell Foreman for our theme music, and all of you for hanging out with us. We appreciate your attention, and hope we've given you some things to think about. Until next time.